Yeah, plenty of good stuff to talk about. But before we get way too into it, let's talk a little bit about your new favorite TV show, Naked Dating. Uh, Dating no, 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 no. Okay, all right. Guys, if you haven't seen it, Naked Attractions on HBO. Yes, guys. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is totally worth it. Um, I get quite excited about it. Um, just ask my wife. Anyways, good times, guys. Naked Attractions, HBO. <laughs> Dude, HBO bringing you the best of smutty content for 25 plus years now. All right, no, I'm just mm. kidding, dude. I, but I really did love um, HBO's Real Sex show. It's something I talk about quite often on our show. In fact, some people have called this the Real Sex version of podcasting. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. bring it in, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's let's talk about um, sex on the court, as we say. Um, we'll go with Jalen Williams today. Jalen Williams is the subject of the sex on the court talk um he uh, so espn put out this little article dave um, all right i'm pulling it up as you talk so keep on going okay and there's something i want to like what's up Mawani? i, I want to talk about real Mawani. quick so williams averaged 19 points 5.6 rebounds 4.2 assists two steals and um 1.3 three-pointers a game over a 25-game period from February 7th to the end of the season, shooting 55.1% from the field and 89.4 from the line. Damn, dude. All right, so we're talking about 50 for 55 from the field and almost yeah. 90 from the line. So that's two of the th big three when it comes to 50, 40, 90. Okay. There you go. On top of that, like I said, 19 points a game over 27 games, dude. Dude. Well, everybody get the fuck out of the way. This is Jalen Williams' breakout year. All right, let's just let's let's just go get into this for a second because we we talk about it every year. We we talk about the developmental aspect for each of these players. You look at Shea, um, just before uh, last year, his breakout year. You get to the second half of the season, the last 20 something games, 25 games. You saw a different Shea from the first you know, 50 games of the season, 40 games of the season, right? True, true. So it's the same thing with Jalen Williams. You see these players that are able to step up, and especially when the games are on the line, and that's what J-Dub did. He mm -hmm. stepped up on when the games are on the line, and you see that, and you're getting into it, and you, and you start recognizing the only way this happens, right, is the cohesiveness between the coaches and development with each of the players. We've seen it with J-Dub. We've seen it with uh, Lou Dort. You know, we've seen it with Josh Giddy now. We're seeing it with Shea. Like, we're seeing it with every single one of these guys. Every one of them has an opportunity to develop their game into something special. But right now, we're looking at J-Dub because he's there. Now, we don't know what Chet can do, but I know that with an extra year under Coach D's um, guidance, that he's going to be a much better player than he would have last year coming out as rookie. So this has been really good for him for a development aspect, but... For me, I'm looking at J-Dub, and you're right, man. If there's a player that I think that could be the second all-star on this team this year, and it would mm -hmm. be a complete surprise for the NBA, I think J-Dub could be that player. And the only way that would happen is if we were a top-tier team. Yeah, I mean, like, he couldn't do it with averaging less than 24 a game. Like, he's not going to get in as a second all-star on our team averaging 21. I don't think. I think for him to be taken seriously, our team has to be damn good, like you're saying, and he needs to be putting up numbers that right now seem a little bit crazy, like 24, which is, by the way, 
right around what Ant was doing. But I don't want to get into comparing them. To I, that. That, was, I, that was the summer. But, no, no. But, but I'm glad you did say something about that because you got you got to look at it like this, man. Um, we said last year, and people called us fucking crazy, crazy, crazy. We when we said that we would rather have J Dub on our team than Ant. And and I you know same age and the only reason that that like I I even bring baby. this back up is because it goes hand in hand. Would you rather a two hundred and fifty million dollar man right now, or would mm. you rather J Dub, who is going to be, you know, I, I what I think would be a twenty forty ninety guy, yeah, fifty forty ninety, but 20, 40, I mean, twenty points a game, twenty five okay. points a game, you know, he's going to be that. Mm-hmm. Like you can look at the different aspects of this game and you can say, okay, who's going to be the second best scorer on this team? Who is better than everybody else when it comes to the ball in their hands? Yes, I love Chet, right? But let's just say Chet becomes that lockdown defender for the first three years of his career. And that's what he focuses on. That means J-Dub is, is, is consistently getting better on that offensive side, just like Chet will. But if the shots are going more to J-Dub's side, because in my opinion, at this point in their careers, J-Dub should be getting the ball, you know, almost every third time down the court. Oh, for sure. And, and, and it's because I, I, I trust in the system. And if you look at that, he deserves to have 20 plus shots a game. If he's taking 20 plus shots a game and you're seeing what he did last year at the end of the season, last 27 games, and he's taking 20 shots a game, that means he will be averaging 24 plus points a game. He, I mean, there's that many open shots within our offense. Like we have that many great players and passers and playmakers. Um, but like, let's take it like kind of like an abstract look at this and just say like, for, remove the thunder elements, remove the Jalen Williams elements, remove just the fact that we like him and say, on paper, you saw this player as a rookie, the second half of his rookie season, he put up numbers like that. Okay. And um, then we've, we've seen a complete transformation in the summer from, for, for his body. How? Like, Why? Why do we see it? Be, I mean, because he's a honed in NBA pro right now. Wrong. All right. I love saying that to you, by the way. It's I don't mean to say a lot. I'm very Next much thing. to you. <laughs> Next thing. Tell me why I'm wrong. All right. It's because of this, man. You look at the person behind everything that's happening in Oklahoma City with the player developmental aspect right now. And that's Coach Degnan. Coach Mark has somehow figured out how to develop these players. And let's go back to some of the players that he's developed, right? I, I want to say, in my opinion, Lou Dort is one of those guys you have to highlight as one of the best undrafted players in the game right now. In history. I, in, the history I, of the game. in the history of the game. But I want to say, in the game right now, there's three undrafted players that I believe that are good, the guards that belong heads above the rest. All right? Fred Van Fleet, um, Lou Dort, and Alex Caruso. Mm-hmm. Two of those played for Coach D and were played in the system of Coach D. There right? Yeah. He de- they developed. Now, Alex Caruso didn't play as much. He only played like, you know, 10 games or six games in that, that, that G League. But it was that time that he had that made it him successful on a different team. And then you start looking into the aspect of what else he's done, whether it's, you know, these other players that he developed that got playing time, like um, uh, uh, Nadell, I forget. Anyways, there was a bunch. Alex um, Abrinas was in there. He had time with a lot of these guys to develop them. And then you start looking back at Florida, and that's what he was known for for the four years in Florida. Um, Connecticut, as the video um, photographer, video guy, he was able to find things. You start understanding that Coach D is an elite person in this NBA, elite coach in this NBA for developmental aspects. Like he's a year younger than me. He's your age, Mark. 
And he's been able to figure out how to pull all the success out of each of these young men. And then you start seeing that he has done this with Shay now, right? Up, Caleb. He's done that with Shay, right? He's done that with um, 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 Josh Giddy, you know? He's done that with Jay Will. He's done that with JRE. And you start seeing all these players that he's had time to develop. And it's so next level. Everything is so different than, than it was before. And that's why it's, it's better watching this team with somebody that truly knows how to develop the players. And I'm not saying, you know, Coach Donovan doesn't know how to, but Coach Donovan stayed to his seven guys that he had on the bench. You know, right. you know five starters and two, maybe three guys coming off the bench. You know, like Coach D is not like that. You know, he understands that you got to have 15 players that can play and rotate and move in and out. And I think that's one of the things that when I'm looking at him and, I, and I'm saying, you've got to understand where Coach D came from and, and, and the aspect of, of why he is the coach he is and where he's going to be. I mean, it's a whole strategy idea. If you develop these players and using analytics to develop them, you're going to get more out of them. I mean, think about, has there ever been players that have been 50, 40, 90, two of them on one team? Yeah, teammates, right? That's what we're talking about, the possibilities. And, and it's, it's the consistency that he's doing with every player. Like Josh Giddy, look at what he's done with Josh Giddy in just two years. You yeah. know, it's all about this. And we got to go back to the development of each of these players to say, that's why we think that J-Dub can average 24 points a game this year. That's just why we think that, you know, just in general by getting better, that's why we think Shea can average 32, 33 points a game. And everybody's like, wait a second, guys, you're going crazy with these numbers. You can't because there's only a certain amount of shots. You're right. But if you're trying to shoot 100 plus shots a game, that means there's going to be plenty of shots for fucking everybody. I mean, everybody. Shay, you know what? You get your 20-something shots a game. J-Dub, you get your 20 shots a game. And there's still 60 shots left. Uh, dude, uh, jumping back to what I was saying about J-Dub, if it wasn't J-Dub, if it was somebody else who went through what I just mentioned, 19 points a game, second half of the season, and then transformation, like, would we be hesitant to claim it like that? You know, would we would we be scared to say like, yeah, he can go to twenty four. He can basically be an all star. We wouldn't. I think people are a little afraid because they're afraid because they love this team. Oh yeah, like, why not? Yeah. Dude? Be afraid though. Yeah, I mean seriously. Like, I, I I look at Jesus Christ. I don't even know who wrote this article. Let me pull it up right now. Um, it said that Oklahoma City is going to get eleventh in the West this year. This was written two hours ago, by the way. They said with the addition of the number two overall pick, Chet. Holmgren from the 2022 draft, um, they were able to reach 40 and 42. All right. Now, what he's saying here is, is kind of legit in the aspect he's using numbers to, to back what he's saying up. But, right. you know, I, I hate what he's saying, but he's saying that any team that goes 16 wins always loses 0.4% less games the following year. So if they go 16 wins the next following year, they, they, the Oklahoma City Thunder aren't going to drop 0.4. If anything, they're going to go up at least 10 games, and you're going to be looking at a 50-plus you know, a, a win season. And then you start looking at the, the rest of the West. How many West teams are going to have 50-plus win seasons? And that list is pretty fucking small. Dude, I agree. Dude, um, Caleb, um, we're doing a short one today, so I apologize, buddy. Um, Oh, man, I didn't even read that he wrote something, man. My bad, yeah, it, guys. I'm not looking at the chat. Ankh, what's up, buddy? Moani, appreciate you, man. Um, 
I'm ready for it, dude. I, I just think I think Monday. when when people Buckle say that up. this t- this team isn't going to be very good, it uh, shows the, you the ignorance and uh, the idea that you got to look at a team from top to the bottom. You got to look at the GMs. You got to look at the assistant GMs. You got to look at the coaches, the assistant coaches, the shooting coaches, the player developmental coaches, right? And then you got to look at everybody that's in place. Like if this team only had five or six good players, then I'd be like, yeah, we're still not there yet. But this team is truly 15 players deep. Like if we're looking at, you know, Trey Mann, who was, let's say, eighth player last year on the team, right? Like this next year, he's going to be player, you know, 13, unless he steps shit up big time. And for a player of Trey Mann's caliber to drop five spots just because we got better is insane. Is insane. And I think that's what it is, it's going on is like we're, we're doing it. Jared, what's up, buddy? Dude. And you know what? We talked a lot about um, second year players. Like, we got a lot of expectations for J Dub, and we're hoping for a lot for Chet. But watch out, guys, for, for Usman Jang. Watch the fuck out for Usman Jang. Seriously, why don't we talk about Usman Jang more? It, it, the reason is because the second half he got injured. But Man, he's, had, he's had some injury trouble, but he was the youngest player on the team. Like, dude, could you imagine taking that level of physical? Because um, he played NBA games. I mean, he's done it when you were talking like 19 years old. And you're not like Josh Giddy, you know what I mean? Like you're you're like figuring the game out, like Usman is. Like yeah, dude. like it's it's pretty incredible. I'm a huge fan of what he brings to the table, and I'm like I said, dude. Monday, Monday, we're gonna be watching that game against the Spurs. I hope everybody can jump on live with us. Hell yeah, um, we will. We'll all be locked in for this preseason and going into the season. Um, off season's been wild man it's been crazy it's been insane and it's not done i mean we're really not done with the season yet or the um, beginning part of the season because players are still gonna be traded the west will not look like it is currently the some teams are desperate right now to stick up with what the changes have been made it in the west made in the west so be fun to see man so what are we gonna do bro we're gonna um for the watch parties, um, if you guys are around, like let's let's get some call-ins going. Let's make this fun. Let's make it last all night. Call-ins, and um, please, if you call in, have something to drink, have a blunt, have something like that. You know how we roll. Just have some fun, guys. We appreciate you guys. Unless you're driving. Well, if you're, you're driving, um, you can smoke a blunt. That's fine. <laughs> we approve. Do your thing, guys. <laughs> Peace All out. Right, that's right. We want to enjoy the ride.